today once again we're still here we're still here we're in barcelona spain and this is episode 10 of our special edition mwc 2023 episodes not long to go now there are 100,000 people from across the industry and the world here to take part in without any doubt the biggest telecoms and technology show on the planet It's been an incredible journey, and it's amazing to have finally crossed the Atlantic as the GSMA's official podcast sponsor, Unique Show. We are spending the whole week in an amazing recording facility on the jaw-dropping Amdocs booth, recording some fascinating conversations with the industry's biggest names. I'll be joined by customers, analysts, partners, and Amdocs executives as we explore their stories and perspectives for prosperity. As ever, I'm joined by my co-pilot and producer Larissa Yee as these special edition MWC 2023 episodes continue to roll out every Thursday. Only one more to go after this one. This is the penultimate episode of uh, season six. And for today's episode, I'm joined by Liliana Schwartz-Bruner, the general manager and divisional president of North American Telcos at Amdocs, and she will co-host this episode with me, as she has done many times in the past. And we sit down with Marissa Matthews, who's a leader at Amazon Web Services. We had a great time discussing how 5G can be the impetus of the next industrial revolution and how it will serve as the underpinning for efficiencies with AI, automation, the metaverse, And also, you know, it's really important to discuss how we can encourage more women and particularly young girls to pursue careers in STEM and how technologies like wireless connectivity and AI will enable us to continue evolving. So without further ado, buckle up, let's get started. So I'd like to welcome our next guest on the great indoors here at MWC 2023 in Barcelona. Uh, Her name is Marissa Matthews and she's the leader at Amazon Web Services AWS. So welcome to the great indoors, Marissa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And once again, I'm joined by Liliana Schwartz-Bruner, the divisional president for North American operators, who's going to help uh, co-host and join in the conversation. So welcome on board again, Liliana. Thank you for having me, and I'm so excited to have Marisa with us today. Oh, thank you. Okay, brilliant. So, Marisa, let's start with maybe a quick introduction from yourself and uh, your role at AWS and maybe a little bit of your background and, and how you got to be at AWS. Sure, sure. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I am, I'm a leader within the telecommunications organization. Uh, basically means at AWS we handle our largest telecommunications customers. And... Um, how did I get here? <laughs> My background, I spent, um, you know, right out of college, I spent almost 15 years at Cisco Systems, okay. building uh, telecommunications networks from the ground up. And then from yeah. Cisco, as, uh, as, as the uh, technology started moving to cloud, um, you know, and I looked out amongst my my clients, my telecommunications clients, I wanted that one additional tool in the toolbox for them. And I knew cloud was going to be it. So I, um, I started interviewing and, um, and looking into some of the, the large hyperscalers. I picked the best, uh, AWS, yeah. and, um, and, and been here about four years now. Wow. And you're having fun? Lots of fun. Yeah? Yeah. So who's your biggest customer? 
Um, well, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say who my biggest customer is, but uh, we work with all of the large telecommunication customers, yeah. Yeah. And um, we're only a couple of days into the show. What have you seen so far that's made you go, wow, well, what's stuck with you or what's been most prevalent as far as anything you've seen? Look, I think um, I'd be remiss not to focus on 5G. I think it's... Uh, going to be the uh, the impetus for the next uh, industrial revolution. And mm. as we walk along the floor and see uh, just some of the efficiencies with robots and automation and AI, you know, 5G is going to drive that. I think it's going to be the underpinning of uh, making everything move a lot faster and a lot more efficient. So those are some of kind of the wow moments as you travel the floor and there's a small dog robot following you around. It's been, uh, it's been fun to see, pretty exciting. And then uh, you know, when you can think big on how that's going to kind of change our lives, change industry, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think we, we talked about this before, but when you say 5G, there's a multitude of, it's so complex, the ecosystem of new technologies. Because many people would even put cloud in with 5G, not that it is 5G, but when we say 5G, we're talking about all those new technologies that are coalescing around that standard, right? Whether it's blockchain, web 3.0, pen, Mac, industrial IoT, they all, whilst they're not 5G and we know they're not 5G, they're all evolving and happening at the same time, right? It's, it's like this, this perfect storm of new technology colliding together. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I think someone like me who does it day in and day out, we can think very tech focused, but I also think What's pretty interesting and pretty wild is that it's really use case driven, yes, right? Absolutely. So um, working backwards from that use case, what we could and could not do without the super ultra low latency that 5G now brings yeah. is, is pretty mind exploding. Yeah. It really is, yeah. What is the most exciting use case you've heard or implemented? Look, I have, um, I'm a mom of four and I have, uh, so I have four children, two boys, two girls. One of them has some medical special needs. And um, w when I look into um, medical procedures being done remotely by the best of the best, wherever that person is in the world, and potentially that being done um, by the use of something low latency like a 5G and robotics, that, that really excites me. It really does. We're solving human problems. Um, and, and we're doing it in the best, most efficient way possible. That's pretty cool. But it was something you said before that stuck with me there, Marissa, as well, with that is when we look at the previous iterations of the Gs, mm -hmm. it was pretty clear what 4G was going to bring. It was pretty clear what 3G, well, no one would have predicted Uber, I mean, but it came. And, <laughs> but then it was pretty clear what 3G was going to drive. But 5G, whilst we spent years speculating and dreaming about all these wonderful things that it can do, what we're, what we're actually seeing is it's finding problems and working backwards as opposed a solution looking for a problem it's it's working its way back because the one of the ones that we had today and we had dell come and visit us they worked on an iot solution i love this one and you'll understand why in a minute they worked on a, a, an iot solution that helps a brewery so they had 5g cloud a private network in the brewery with sensors on the big brewing casks that have thousands of liters of beer in and if temperatures go the wrong way it destroys all that beer so this solution never dream, dreamt up in advance until they started having this problem where they were dumping all the beer so that, that sort of working back from the problem and then using 5g as the solution 
I think is pretty novel, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it comes back to working backwards from the problem or the, the critical use case that, that 5G just really hits the mark on for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's a lot of use cases sound fun when we spoke about them, driverless cars. That yeah. sounds pretty cool. It does. Woohoo! You know, <laughs> but ultimately, and I think it was pandemic driven as well, the, the technology we're seeing now is, is much more, it's not all about dimes and dollars and cents. It's about fixing some of those problems that society and humanity is facing. I'm being very poetic and profound there. So maybe we'll go to the next question. <laughs> Liliana, do you want to ask the next question? So yes, yeah, so we're reaching the International Women's Month and Day. So do you want to share something specific about yourself? How do you celebrate? And then maybe you want to share a little bit of how AWS celebrates that day slash month slash yeah. the entire year. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, well, I'll start by saying, you know, being a, a woman in the industry myself and then um, also having two, two girls, um, you know, it's something near and dear to my heart. I think one of my mantras has always been giving back, right? Um, I've, um, I've worked really hard, and I, especially in the telecommunications industry, there's not many uh, women. <laughs> yeah. And so what I have uh, really tried to sponsor is that give back to other women who have interests and inclinations to be in the same industry as I am. I am a co-chair of uh, the Women in Technology Group here at, at Amazon Web Services. Specifically in Telco, we, um, we sponsor a monthly session where we bring women from outside the industry in to talk about key themes uh, like imposter syndrome or building your brand and others. Uh, we also celebrate our women uh, at AWS and call them out, those ra bar raising situations where just someone has stood out amongst all others and we celebrate those. And then just personally, what I like to do is, is, is bring home to my girls a really good example. Yeah. I'm totally related to this. So I have three kids and two girls. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so important for me to, to see them thriving, growing, being dependent, and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Um, and I hope I'm some example for them. But it's, it's so important to start when they're young mm -hmm. to get this confident. They can do whatever they want to do. For sure. So you and I actually met through our shared, I think, desire to help um, our customers, right? And uh, one of the things we did as well, uh, talking about uh, STEM and talking about uh, uh, girls and leadership, we both companies, both AWS and Amdocs, are actually a great sponsor to... Um, the New York Hall of Science. Yeah, New the York Hall of Science, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's dear to my heart as well as my older one is actually doing biomedical engineering right now. Awesome. College. Mm -hmm. How do you see this event? How do you see yourself playing an even bigger role in actually encouraging STEM for girls? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, I think, I think it starts like we had mentioned before, right? It starts from the ground up. Um, and look, I think it's a natural organic process. Um, if our girls are seeing more women in the industry, then the opportunity becomes possible. They, their interest and their curiosity starts at a younger age. Like I said, I, had four, I have four kids and I have chosen uh, topics and opportunities for education at home and then applied them in their education environment. I think that's super important um, across all, all my kids, right? Whether, whether it's the boys or the girls and I have four of them, so I'm able to see that, that mix in my house. And I, 
like I said, I think it, it starts at a very young age. Our schools that our kids go to all have STEAM or STEM programs, super important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I think, you know, as uh, opportunities for um, bring the, the kids to work, uh, I take advantage of every year. Opportunities mm-hmm. for um, really allowing them to see what I do every day as much as they can. Um, and then stuff like this, right? Uh, this podcast, for example, definitely expose it to, uh, to my girls and, and the boys. So, wow, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So switching gears, um, you know, a lot of buzz around AI, chat, GBT, Brad, just name it, right? What's your opinion about it? <laughs> is it good? Is it bad? Is it developing? What, what's your view? Yeah, look, I think uh, when you just think about technology and technology evolutions, uh, we've been in this long enough, right? Um, and we've seen um, even search, uh, a lot of things that have come, just the very basics, can be used in a, a, a very productive way. Um, optimizing general things that we do day to day. They can also be used in a negative way. Um, So, you know, like any tool, like any um, point of efficiency can also be turned in the the wrong direction. That's up to us as human beings to, you know, make sure we steer it in the very right direction. And there's checks and balances along the way to to ensure that happens, right? But yeah. that's that's the risk with every technology. Exactly. Right? So I, I think yeah. with any innovation has has come with some negative externality that you didn't foresee. Even the creation of the motor car had the environmental issues and, and the, the safety issues. The one we used, we talked about before, that we didn't foresee any problems with, and that's probably why then it caused so many problems, was social media. Mm-hmm. We were also pumped up and excited about it. We didn't realize the problems that it would cause later. But I think the fact that we're cognizant that there's potential issues with generative AI mm-hmm. probably means that we'll anticipate them and eliminate them before they cause too many, you know, too many issues. And like you said, there's such a powerful upside that the, the downside will, you know, will deal with, I think. We certainly will. Are you using ChatGPT for anything right I now? I am not. No, no, not at this, not at this time. Have you had to play around with it? I definitely played around with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's pretty neat. I heard it's doing the SATs now. Yeah, it, <laughs> didn't it? Uh, it passed the first year of an MBA at Harvard Business School. It's <laughs> amazing. You know, but I, I keep my children away from it because you yeah. know the homework factor could yeah, be a sure. bit of an issue. For sure. I yeah. let them play. I think uh, it's just like the fact that it can be exposed, whether I agree or not, there will be exposed to this so I, I let them play but I under I let them know the danger part of it as well right and the data is like what you get whatever is in garbage in garbage out right so mm-hmm. it's not That's right it's not always accurate just just be skeptical of what you see what you get but it's exciting yeah it like with a, anything there's a validation point to this right we have right. to at some point depending on its use it has to be validated it's true yeah, yeah. it's true but it's now, fascinating it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, we, we talked about this show has evolved since it first was in Cannes in the south of France, where it was all handsets. And most of those handset vendors have gone. <laughs> they have, you know, Ericsson, Motor, even Motorola. I know Motorola has something small than that. LG, Nokia has reinvented themselves as a pure network player. So the show has evolved and changed. 
I don't think it's just a telecom show anymore. It brings everything in from technology. What would be your prediction, Marissa, in May, 10 years from now? Wow. It's expansive, right? I mean, it, to your point, it's not just the, the phone show anymore, right? Yeah. It is uh, expanded beyond that. And quite frankly, so is the device, right? The device has brought us new ideas around software applications, the way we work, live, play, I mean, sometimes is, is right there in our hand now. So, of course, the show has become a bit more uh, end-user driven and, and uh, consumer or customer experience driven, which is, which is pretty exciting. I see that continuing. I do. I also see um, some of those efficiencies that we talked about before starting to become more and more engaged and intertwined, smart manufacturing, we talked about autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I get kind of creative and think big, you know, there's not not a lot of drones at the show yet, but I I, I see it happening, right? Robots, drones. Yeah. I see it becoming a bit more futuristic in that way, if you will. Yeah. Ten That's, years, they'll replace us. No, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe they'll do the show, <laughs> or we'll just get smarter. <laughs> no, I think the drones one is a really good because again, drones falls into the world of five G as something sure. that can be enabled. I know many of the. Um, my twin brother is a drone pilot mm-hmm. uh, and, was an, and then became an instructor for the, uh, for the Royal Air Force. But now there's this move in all public sector mm-hmm. uh, services in, in the United Kingdom, whether it's the fire service or the police service or the ambulance service. They all have individuals now trained on drones wow. to, to do that. But I, I think you're right. I think we've seen the dog running around the ship have you seen the robotic I have, dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i was mentioning that before it's pretty cool yeah and and obviously drones but I, I agree with you i think there's that could be the that could be the chat gpt element yeah. in a couple of years time that everybody's talking about and getting excited i about. have to say that i always prefer the real dog i, I have to say that it I, doesn't matter how yeah. cute he is uh, you know yeah, being yeah. A, a robot yeah there's nothing like hugging yeah. my dog I, so true but when we talk about creativity and use cases one of the use cases a guest said to me earlier that the best thing i've seen at the show is uh, an application that eliminates the need for me to take my dog to the vet and give them an x-ray i do this i upload it into the cloud mm-hmm. this happens da, 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 da. and she said i've got a 15 year old dog he's got health issues She's, and that was a use case that spoke personally to her mm-hmm. sure and i've got two 15 year old dogs that need to go to anyway but so it spoke to me as well but it's the, the, i guess the point i'm trying to make is the possibilities are endless sure the permutations the use cases are, are, are just endless and with this all these other new technologies like i said combining and, and coalescing around 5g it gets even mind-blowing doesn't it in many it really ways. does yeah now there's one other question i'd like to ask you marissa sure and this is something I, I first picked up when we were at MWC in Las Vegas, and I think it's prominent here as well. The need for collaboration, the need for the ecosystem. So if, again, if we go back to CAN or to the early days, service providers wanted to do everything on their own. They built a walled garden. I worked at Vodafone in London at the time. They had the Vodafone Live portal where we used David Beckham in the marketing. But that wasn't an open ecosystem. Every app that went into Vodafone Live was sanctioned, signed off, and in most places developed by Vodafone. But now, collaboration is key. It is. And what are your thoughts from an AWS perspective and just your own personal perspective on the real need for that 
open ecosystem and collaboration. Yeah, look, so I, I really started and grew my career at Cisco. They were a partner first culture. So working with partners, you know, value-added resellers, integrators, et cetera, that has always been part of my professional culture, really. Yeah. Um, at, at AWS, I, I was able to expand that, right? Through our GSI, ISV partnerships, uh, our partnerships that we have, uh, like Amdocs, right? We can't bring um, full t solutions to customers to solve those business issues um, and the issues that they will have in the future without partners. So I'm pretty excited, right? I mean, like I discussed and kind of hinted to before, the more expansive tools in my toolbox that I'm able to bring forth and now with a bigger, smarter, larger, more diverse team to that client, to that customer. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty exciting. No, it's really cool. It's really cool. I think when you, when you look historically at innovation spikes like the Schumpeter theory and, and you saw an innovation would come in and there would be a jump in GDP and everybody would benefit. And, but now we've got, like I said, but tons of innovations coming in with multiple possibilities. So the upward exponential effect on living standards for everybody is, I mean, even speaking to Ernest Koo, the CEO of Globe yesterday, and he was a, a, a fascinating gentleman, but what they're doing in the Philippines with their GCash to, to get to the unbanked, with their e-health services, with their connectivity, pro everything that they were doing was to increase the quality of the lives of regular Filipinos. Everything. Awesome. Yeah. And he was harnessing every innovation, collaboration. And so I think we're in this industry. I think we're on the right side of things. So it feels good, right? Mm -hmm. It does. It does. I think we need... You know, we, we ourselves can be in control of our own culture and that culture of collaboration. We need an industry of collaboration and we need ideas to bubble to the top really quickly. Um, some of them fail fast and then we learn from those and we move, we move faster, right? Um, we should be comfortable with that. That's, that's how we get enough of those ideas like you just spoke of, yeah. bubbling to the top and actually executing. Excellent. Yeah. So we're almost out of time, Marissa. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Liliana. We're now going to do our fun quickfire right. section. Uh-oh. It's called TGI to go. Okay. And I'm going to basically pose a hypothetical question at, at you with two potential answers. Okay. And you I choose can, one. You just choose one. Okay. TGI to go. So we're in Barcelona. You have a day off, if that's even possible. Do you go to the Picasso Museum? Or to the Gaudi Park? Park. Oh, you do? Okay. And have you had a chance to visit? I have not. No, I've been, no. Uh, I've been extremely busy and uh, optimized, if you, if you yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And have you got any plans to stay a little longer? I do. I am staying a little bit longer to take in Barcelona a little oh, bit. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. That'll be great. Yeah. There's parties going on, dinners every night. Do you drink sangria or cava? Cava. Cava. Have you had much cava yet? Yeah, a couple of glasses. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'll yeah. go with sangria. Sangria. We're in Spain. Go, yeah, well, that's the place to try. Yeah. They're delicious. Okay. A little bit more of the outdoors life now. Yoga or hiking? Hiking. Hiking. And do you go hiking regularly? Is I do. I do. Really? I go hiking. I have a dog as well. Not 15. Uh, she's younger, but uh, she loves hiking. And uh, the kids love hiking as well. In fact... 
we have a, a little log cabin in the Adirondacks, so wow. I'm working on my 46er. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but uh, there's 46 peaks in the Adirondacks, so oh, I'm, right. I'm working. I'm in progress. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's pretty wow. awesome. Yeah. I'm absolutely a hiker. Oh, well, yeah. Just, yeah. just send me free. Just, I can walk and walk and hike. And that's time for me to think, to breathe. Yeah, hiking. Okay. Let's go to some culinary desert delights. Paella or tapas? Tapas. Yeah. Although I had some amazing paella last night. Oh, did you? It was really good. We did a squid ink, black yes, paella. Ha- oh, off yeah. the charts. Yeah. yeah. But I hear you're not supposed to eat paella at night. Only tourists do that. Oh, really? But I that's didn't know okay. That. I did yeah. it anyway. But. Yeah, that's totally fine. I had, I think you're we here. Had- <laughs> survived. I did. Yeah. Tapas for me? Yeah. I just love the different variety of yeah. flavors and colors and smells. And yeah. Now, and, and we were talking about food then, but if you could have a dinner partner at said uh, paella, mm-hmm. would it be Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, probably Elon. I was going to say, or Jeff Bezos. Oh, well. <laughs> um, no, but I'll, I'll just, just leave it with Elon and Mark. Oh, probably Elon. Yeah. I mean, he's interesting. Got to give him that. Yeah, Elon it is. I'll okay. take him every day. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a fascinating uh, guy. Fascinating. And he's like, and in so many different fields. He just doesn't confine himself to anything. Um, and he's breaking all rules. And he's, re- and he's redefining a new ones. Well, right. We talked about it, right? That think yeah. big and it's innovation. Exactly. Yeah. And, he, he's, and he's a doer. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so. When you think about forward thinkers, he's thinking further ahead than anyone. I mean, as far as talking about space exploration, colonizing Mars, I mean, it's way down the road. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. It's way down the road. Well, listen, I want to thank you, Marissa, for joining The Great Indoors today. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. It was wonderful meeting you and having the conversation with you. I did. Thank, yeah. Thanks for the invite. And yeah. thanks for the continued partnership. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Liliana, for co-hosting. Do you have any final words you'd like to leave for our listeners before we sign off today? Um, I don't. Just, uh, just you know, I think um, in, in uh, recognition of um, Women's Day, that's, that's right around the corner. You know, uh, we have the opportunity to do some really great things this year and, um, and our partnership and collaboration. And, you know, just leaving with it gives us the opportunity to really, you know, innovate and think big and, and keep awesome. on going. What a great episode, another one, and stay tuned. One more episode to go this season, and it's an absolute cracker. So please leave a review if you feel so inclined. It certainly helps us. Visit our website, amdocs.com forward slash the great indoors, where we have all back episodes and a cornucopia of assets related to TGI. In fact, check out our website now to see our Barcelona sizzle reel that features many of the guests we've interviewed in this series. Uh, It's really cool. So with that, I shall bid you farewell. And all that is left to say is I'm Matthew Roberts for Amdocs in Barcelona. And I'll see you next time, wherever you are. Bye-bye.